It's meeting you for coffee. Uh, an incredible band called Undeath has joined us on the show. Uh, one of the members, Alexander. Uh, you guys are from the New York area. Uh, I want to say to a lot of people that were into the death metal thing, uh, these guys, if death metal was to die tomorrow, this new record coming out April uh, 22nd, I believe, uh, yep. 2022, uh, would give that this genre another couple days to live because it's that <laughs> fucking good. Um, thank you for joining us, Alex. Thank you for having me, man. Hope you don't mind me calling you Alex. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fine. But, uh, you know, you guys use bands like Autopsy, uh, Morbid Angel, Cannibal Corpse, and Bolt Thrower. Uh, you, you refer to it as, you know, being your North Star. Right, those are the bands you guys want to be like. What will it take for Undeath to get to that point? Damn, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, I don't know if there is like a straight trajectory for a band to get to a point like that. You know, I think it's just it's a combination of so many uh, X factors and like indeterminates. You know, it's like. Uh, if I wanted to try to be literal about it, I mean, I think the thing that makes bands like Camel Corpse, Autopsy, Morbid Angel stand the test of time is just the fact that they had great songs and they wrote memorable, you know, kind of like eternal death metal songs. And that's the reason that they're still around to this day is because they created something that lasts. But, you know, there's also so many other factors like Cannibal Corpse was in Ace Ventura 2. Yep. uh autopsy like you know they just uh were kind of in the right place at the right time at a in a really like blossoming death metal scene um so i don't know i mean for for undeath specifically i would like to believe that if we just continue to hone in on the things that make us good in my opinion then hopefully we'll see our band continue to grow and and last as long as possible but yeah ultimately i i don't know if there is like a straight answer to that question hey man this is why we asked the questions and the tough questions. <laughs> yeah, dude, you really you threw me for a loop right out the this gate. Is, <laughs> this is the practice. This is the big time for you, but this is the practice for when the the real good journalists come up to you one day and say, "Hey, man, they'll ask you a complicated question. You got to be ready to answer it." <laughs> yeah. uh, you you guys are, are playing a few shows now, but you also announced a tour with Dying Fetus at the end of April. Mm-hmm. um and chelsea grin i know you're stopping by my neck of the woods and i really hope i can come out to see you guys in toronto at the opera house uh Fuck yeah the last time i was out there you know uh, it was a great time um i also seen a casey Street, i believe at the opera house years ago i got somebody thrown at my head uh not, <laughs> not, a, good, right. not a good feeling man it was a very very uh chunky fellow i'm a big guy but this guy was probably like 400 pounds dude like just thrown at my head like off the stage like, I, yeah um, you know, no, regardless of, of body mass, no, nothing can really prepare you for a human being being dropped on your head. No, no, that and like pianos, right? Like you watch, him, <laughs> you watch like the Warner Brothers thing, where it's like the guy gets a piano dropped on him. It's like there's no way, right? There's no way that can survive it. Um, but, but I had a question the other day, and it was my daughter. Uh, she's like, "Why do you like rock? What's so good about metal?" Right? Mm-hmm. And I always say to everyone, it's the feeling. Yeah. It's the feeling like nothing else. Uh, in fact, some people 
you know, they they relate death metal and metal to the guys clenching their teeth like that. But I just say it's they're really playing like sometimes you play some tremolo parts on the guitar and it's just really fucking hard to keep that going. So that's why the guy's clenching his teeth all the time. Um, but what's the feeling that you get when you make music with undeath? Dude, you're you're two for two with fantastic questions. Uh, I, you know, I think you described it perfectly. It is just a feeling. It's just a vibe. It's this. It's this thing that you kind of you get it or you don't with metal. And I think the people that get it get it in a really intense and really profound way. The people that don't just will never understand why it's so appealing to so many people. Um, with undeath specifically. It's just for me it, it comes down to fun i just it, it's fun for me and you know obviously i get uh, a lot of creative fulfillment and spiritual nourishment out of like being in this band and touring and you know meeting people and playing music for people like that's it's like all i've ever wanted to do but ultimately what like what is most lasting to me what means the most to me is just getting up on stage or recording and just having fun while i'm doing it and you know, I get plenty of enjoyment and have plenty of fun doing other things in my life, but nothing gives me that same spark, that same sense of like urgency and, and excitement that playing in this band does. Yeah. And, you know, I get a lot of joy from other things other than music, you know, uh, part of the show is it's called meet me for coffee. It's about having conversations with people with entertainment, um, music, different genres, such as undeath, death metal, death core, uh, however hard you want it, man, I've heard it and I love it. And, uh, I drink a lot of coffee. Do you drink coffee, Alex? I do. Yes. Uh, I'm not, not really a, a connoisseur, I would say, but I do enjoy a good cup of coffee. And there's another thing that you like. You like beer everywhere you guys go. Yep. It's like to try different beers, right? Yeah. Um, I'm on, I'm on a, this isn't a beer. I'm on a grapefruit seltzer right now. <laughs> see, now I clench my teeth. Yes. <laughs> Um, but no, those are good too. I, I realized you guys like uh, trying different brews and stuff around where you guys tour. And I would love to take you guys out sometime, show you the ropes around uh, Toronto, um, maybe get some of my own beer in you. Yeah, I have a beer up here called uh, uh, Let's Meet for Coffee. Cool. Let's, Hell let's yeah. Coffee. And uh, it, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, it's a coffee stout. And uh, made exclusively at Folly Brewing downtown Toronto. And uh, when you guys come up here, I'll hook you guys up if you guys like to. Um, but uh, okay. it's so cool being in the band, touring around, getting to see cool sights, getting to drink, drink some awesome beer, maybe meet a few ladies here and there. But it's uh, it, the music part of it, you know, immersing yourself, being a band from the bottom. I know you guys are signed to Prosthetic Records right now. And... Uh, you know, you're meeting other bands, you're, you're getting those connections, you're moving up the ladder and, and, and you know, eventually Undeath's going to be a headlining uh, act in, in one of these big tours coming around with maybe Dying Fetus or maybe, you know, Dying Fetus opening up for you guys one day. And uh, that, that, that's, that's something that you gotta, you know, you gotta picture yourself. So what are some of your goals? Like as a, as an artist, like where do you see this band in, in, in five years and 10 years and, and maybe even, you know, um, you, you see yourself or do you see yourself in a year from now? I mean, this, this next record that's going to come out, it's called it's time. 
to rise from the grave and there's no there's no better way to rise from the grave than than being better than ever Mm. um so describe the goals you have for yourself and the goals that the band has going forward you know uh like personally i just want to keep making incremental steps and keep growing at the degree that we've been growing you know i think uh we've been incredibly fortunate and honestly just like downright lucky in a lot of the things that have happened to us i think we've really just kind of been in the right place at the right time and that's not to take away from all the hard work that we put in to make this band happen but you know i just feel like we've just kind of found ourselves over and over again in situations where the band has really benefited and uh you know if, if you when i think about where we are now you know where we have like management and booking people and uh, like a record label behind us and we just have this whole like machinery uh behind us making sure that things happen for our band if you had told me that that was going to be the reality when we started this band i wouldn't believe you for a second because we were practicing in a three-story walk-up in downtown rochester and we were broke and i we didn't have money for like pop filters for the mics you know we were using old t-shirts like kyle couldn't afford a tuning pedal so like uh just the fact that we have somebody like like our manager colin looking after us on a day-to-day basis is like is unheard of to me yeah but, uh, and, and you guys aren't like rich by any means like no fuck no is, is not what it is supposed no. to be or what we think it is growing up uh i would anticipate that you're probably around the same age as me like i'm i'm only 34 years old like you're probably the same age as me if not you know older younger i don't know what you are but i'm um, 27 yeah so like it's we know we're not going to get rich you know playing in a in a in a band assigned to a label unless you're like you're justin bieber and women are flying at you all the time no definitely not but you know it's like uh my margin for financial success in this band is that we don't come home from tour having lost money yeah. because in, in this band, like the very beginning and in every other band that I've been in, that was the reality. Like you, you spent money to go on tour and then and play shows you, and, and play shows. shows. Yep. Right. And then if you were really lucky, then you came home having broken even you, you hadn't lost any money. And you know, it's not like we're coming up from tour with death with like, you know, buco dinero, but uh, we do come home from tour with like a, a very meager amount of money in our pockets. And like, yeah, it's it's enough to pay our rent for a couple months. But even that compared to where we where all of us used to be in our past bands is is like a dream come true. You know, it's like running a marathon. I think it's just, like, you know, you go out for like two minutes, you do it for a while. You come back you can do four through ten this builds up right like you can't just go make mucho dinero you know all all the time right you can't no. right off the bat i mean dying fetus is not making serious serious coin otherwise they would just be doing it once in a while right so um the the longevity of a, of a metal musician uh depending on what instrument you do play whether it's your vocals or whether it's you know the drums or or the guitar or the bass like it's it can be very strenuous to the individual who is performing i guess these acts in front of people and uh you you really got to respect people who do uh engage and and quite 
you know, savage acts in front of people, uh, as we would say, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to crack you up, you know, it's, you know, um, but you know what I mean, right? It's absolutely sometimes like I, I, I like I was saying to you, I was watching uh, a video of the Acacia strain and, and it's like, I don't know how this guy is still singing for the band. Like, it's like, <laughs> this guy's like, I remember. Right. And I've, I saw them like three or four years ago before I, I, I mentioned before. And I think the same thing happened to me again. Like I still got somebody thrown at me in the smaller venue. Right. Yeah. So, you know, uh, sorry. What were you going to say? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, you know, uh, they're the thing about like screaming and music too. And this is something that I think about a lot. It's like, there's no, rubric for it there when you talk about singing in a classical sense you're talking about thousands of years of documentation about how to do this act properly and how to do it you know professionally and not hurt yourself but something like screaming in a metal band that's been especially like death metal screaming that's been around for what like 30 years tops uh everybody who's doing it is really just making it up and when you like there's things that our general common sense knowledge like if it hurts don't do it like if you can feel your vocal cords shredding as you're screaming stop doing it but uh most people when you ask them like how do you do what you do i, I feel like in my experience they've been like i have no idea <laughs> they're like i just i just found a, a thing that works for me and uh that's kind of that's been my case too so there's kind of nice that you feel like you can't do it though like you know, after yeah, that. totally. I mean, I, it's been a while since I've had a, a night that I've like, you know, been truly scared to go on stage because I feel like my voice is gone. You know, it's it's been a long time. But yeah, I mean, when we go like when we did that Black Dahlia murder tour and we were gone for six weeks and we did like 34 shows, you know, by the time we got to number 25, 26, something like that, I was really starting to feel it. And uh, sometimes it makes your voice sound even better, though, when you have that road wear. But yeah, it's 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 all just a matter of finding that balance with stuff that's comfortable for you as a vocalist and still commanding enough on stage that it's going to like cut through. Now, now, when you get into that, that get that feeling after 25 shows, like, what do you do to kind of aid that feeling you know, that you're getting kind of roughed up and maybe you need some rest or what do you do? What's the, what's the remedy for you? good sleep is definitely important you know it's just it, it takes like a degree of discipline right like if you if you feel your voice beginning to have a little bit of wear and tear and you know you're kind of getting that inkling in the back of your mind that maybe you should be taking some more breaks taking more care of yourself you really gotta put the screws to yourself and like not party that night you know even if everybody else is like going crazy and wants to go out and shit like you gotta just hang back try to get some extra rest uh so sleep is definitely like a number one um because, you know, the number one thing that you can do to heal your vocal cords is just shutting up. It's just not talking and not talking, like talking quietly, like just not saying anything to anyone. Um, so that's like the most important thing by far. Beyond that, you know, it's just like, don't don't like over booze, don't smoke, like stuff like that. You know, you like I like to have like a little glass of whiskey or something before I go on stage or just like a some kind of clear alcohol or something like that just to to wet the pipes a little bit but yeah you know drinking a dozen beers in an evening it's not going to do anything positive for your body in any way whatsoever so why would it do anything better for your voice yeah i mean uh, eddie vetter drinks wine on stage i guess that helps them i don't know relax and some people have their own little tips and tricks like uh, when uh, i heard that 
don't know if this is true, but it's just something I heard that uh, Corpse Grinder from Cannibal Corpse, he has to have like a like a glass of uh, like Coca Cola on stage with him because something about the that specific degree of carbonation helps his vocals. You know, it's like it just goes back to what I was saying before. Like everybody kind of just has their own little method figured out, and they're just really strictly adhering to it. No, oh, I, I fully agree with you. You know, rest does does you know help a lot of people. I mean, there are musicians out there that you know they, you know, you get like the carpal tunnel with the guitar, and you know, uh, some drummers, you know, you know, the Lars Ulrich kind of feel like you guys could kind of they kind of play that out of their own position, right? Because they they've done it for way too long. By the way, the drummer of Black Dahlia Murder, fantastic. By the way, yeah, Alan's the man. He's he's really incredible. I don't know how he still does it. Honestly, it's just <laughs> you just have to stare at him like the whole time, and people think you're kind of weird or just stare at the drummer. But you know, when he was in All That Remains, like it was the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk about it's time to rise from the grave. So listen to this record. It's, it's ten songs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, ten songs. The first first single is called uh, "Was a Head Splattered in Seven Ways." It's, yeah, that the first single was was "Rise from the Grave," kind of like the title track. But yeah, "Head Splattered" is the most recent one. Yeah, yeah. So that's the most recent one. How do you come up with these these names for for the songs? Like, I don't know how you would splatter somebody's head in seven ways. Um, uh, that that's all Kyle. Uh, Kyle, he's a one of our guitar players, and he's kind of like our principal songwriter i would guess uh, or i would say yeah. um yeah and he uh you know it all kind of comes from his twisted little psyche i don't yeah. I, I don't really want to spend too much time in there because i feel like i wouldn't like what i found but yeah he basically is there, just... is there, is there like a stereotype where you have to make everything sound so brutal uh, <laughs> i don't know if it's... that do people look for that on the track list it's like hey man like this one i, I think i'll like this song because it's named this you know, um, just speaking as like a, a death metal fan, like I definitely do look for that. Um, and okay. just like my own, my own personal taste and the stuff that I'm into, like I'm not really crazy into death metal. I mean, let me put it this way. Like there's plenty of music out there that I love that I go to specifically for more like existential philosophical content, right? Uh, death metal is not one of them. Death metal is a genre of music that, while I think that that kind of subject matter really works for a lot of bands, and I have the utmost respect for them, for me, the appeal of that genre has always been like very crass. I like it to be gory. I like it to be macabre. I like it to be just, you know, slapstick horror fun. Mm-hmm. And it, it, but at the same time, it has to thread a really delicate line. Like it, it can't be too, too silly for me. Otherwise, you're just kind of getting into the realm of parody and I'm not really into like funny bands, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not like a song called like grandma's banana slippers or yeah, something. Like I just, if I wanted to listen to like a, a band that was doing it all as a joke, I would just listen to weird Al, you know? Yeah. Or but, of course the band or something like that. Yeah. Like shit like that. It's just like, I, some people love it. It's just not for me, but um, with, with, but with like death metal song titles, you know, like if I'm looking at a track listing, and like I think of this band Mutilatred that we're about to go on tour with, uh, just a fucking incredible band. Like just great meat and potatoes slamming death metal. They have song titles that are literally just called "fuck you," and to me, like that's perfect. <laughs> like that conveys 
that conveys everything you need out of the song. You know, you know exactly what you're getting into. Uh, so yeah, I guess as a as a consumer of death metal, I do definitely look for that that aspect for sure. That's pretty cool, man. Uh, just listening to this this record, you know, right through, uh, the word savage comes up, you know, many times, and uh, we talked about how it's 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 very very raw sounding re- record, um, not overly produced. Um, which means you can kind of still hear the the old uh, the elements of what it would sound like to be in the same room as the band as they're performing it, which is very important because there are there are many bands like not just death metal bands that get in the studio. Yeah, they sound better after, but it's still not you know it's not what it it's supposed to sound like, and that's that's what I really liked about your newest release, man. It's a uh, it's coming out April twenty second, and I really encourage people to go out and check it out. Um, and if you're willing to cross over genres, I know I have a lot of people who are willing to do it. As I'm saying this right now, uh, this is the record for you. I know I've, I've, I've pushed people in different directions and, and sometimes it gets kind of confusing is what does this guy like? What does this guy want? But I want you to go listen to this record on April 22nd. And I really believe that, you know, this gives death metal another day to breathe if the genre is up against the ropes, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Thank um, you, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? Like, it really takes a lot uh, to to say that because there are many bands that have been out there, you know, pushing it, pushing it, and there are many, many supporters in like the genre. I mean, it's not like a just little cube. There's like branch genres, and there's metal, and there's like grindcore, and there's all this stuff. So you could just take a big freaking like chalkboard and keep on going all day. But um, to me, you know, that's what makes it so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, I'm not just listening to the one genre that I think, and there's lots of different stuff in there and different elements. And I can tell like when a singer or a band listens to something else other than the same genre all the time. And it's just, just so fantastic and refreshing to hear a band still doing it the way you're supposed to do it and not go the whole freaking way and be like yo man make me sound better or make me sound you know you know what i mean it's absolutely um i can really appreciate that alex and uh tell us something about this this record what makes this different um what rises the band from the grave this time around so we got tracks baby we got good songs (laughs) you know i think uh I, i i think that's ultimately like the the thing that sets undeath apart is that, and I'm proud of it. And I, you know, I'll, like I'm trying to say this without sounding too cocky, but it's like we really set out to create good songs. We we really try to hammer in the songwriting elements. We want big hooks. We want big choruses. We want catchy riffs. You know, we want you to hear the chorus of the song in the first minute tops. You know, it's 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 not about creating like a dark and brooding atmosphere where you're going to listen to this record and you're going to get scared and like we're not trying to be an evil band we're not trying to be like the loudest band we just we want to be a band that you can throw on and have fun while you're listening to it and most importantly come away from the listening experience remembering what you had listened to because i so many bands that i love i I couldn't hum you a single one of their riffs uh, but I but I know that I love them. I'm not going to call them out by name, but like, uh, 
you know, bands that I would consider some of my favorite bands are bands that I love for the vibe, for the atmosphere, but I don't remember what their songs sound like. And uh, with Undeath, it's like, that's the A number one goal for us is we want to write songs that you remember. So I think that that really sets us apart. And that's a very good motto to go by because um, some bands, you know, they may not think about that and they write songs and they just turn the page and that's it, right? Mm -hmm. So um, to have a good mindset going into the songwriting process is very key. And it, and it does show at the end. It really does you know, whether the song is catchy or not, people will listen, right? They they make their judgment in the first, you know, 45 seconds, uh, even to the minute, to a minute. I know being from a radio background, they do check, you know, they don't even listen to your song. They just go to the first 10 seconds, first 30 seconds, 45, where's the chorus? No, yeah. see you later, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's no stereotype or, you know, you know, uh, way to kind of lay out a song for the metal genre but i would assume that it's kind of the same it's kind of like you know it's got to catch my ear otherwise i'm not going to listen to this stuff anymore right yeah totally and i think a lot of metal fans like when they're presented with ideas like choruses and hooks and you know any kind of like uh crafty songwriting in that sense they kind of bulk at that right because the idea of structuring a song in a more traditional like pop song structure just to a lot of people feels very unmetal you know it's like but then you think about all the metal bands that you love like the judas priests and iron maidens of the world they had hooks they had massive massive hooks and like the biggest death metal not even death metal like the biggest metal songs in history are just banging songs so like why can't death metal transcend into that you know and there are bands that have been doing that forever like uh cannibal corpse Basically, ever since the bleeding, you know, that that band has had hooks, they've had choruses. And I think that that's why a lot of people, myself included, love that band because they have choruses and riffs that get stuck in your head because they're catchy, because they repeat and uh, they have a pop sensibility about them. So I think uh, with Undeath, we're just trying to make those notions like more digestible for your average death metal consumer. This has been a very insightful interview, Alex. It's uh, good to hear a refreshing take on what it takes and what how you guys see it on the other side, uh, being the band. Um, I want to thank you for being on the show um, and for all of you listening out there today. Uh, the album drops uh, April 22nd, um, but you can head on over to their page and check out what they've got uh, to tease you into that album. They got a couple singles there. Um, and of course, listen to their, their previous stuff as well. And I, I do think that this new record will blow you out of the water. Um, it's Meet Me for Coffee, the entertainment and music podcast. Thanks once again. Share this episode. Join us. Subscribe to us. Meetmeforcoffee.co. Thank you again, Alex. Uh, he plays for the band called Undeath, who will be on tour with Dying Fetus at the end of April. Thanks for joining us once again. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers.